So we've been discussing different principles of personal growth. And we said, number one, that we are in the world to build a relationship with God by growing and perfecting ourselves. Therefore, growth is not a nice thing to do, but it's what we're doing here. Number two is that um, we are made up of a body and soul pulling us in opposite directions. And growth means identifying yourself as a soul that has a body. And growth is therefore spiritual because we identify ourselves more and more with our soul. Um, number three, we said the only way we're ever going to be able to grow is if we accept our, the responsibility for our choices and our behavior. And then last week we spoke about the fact that emotions are real, but not reality. And therefore, no matter what emotion we are experiencing internally in our external world, is we always have the ability to choose the correct response. Um, so this week's principle, it was, this, was, this was specifically uh, timed everything to be able to fit in with the Yom Tovim coming up, um, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. So therefore, this is on the one hand part of our personal growth series, but also very much connected to Rosh Hashanah, this week's principle. Okay, So um, an experiment was done with, in an aquarium where there was a, a shark tank, a big shark tank, and they took a piece of perspex, a big piece of right, clear plastic, and they put it into the tank, creating um, a separation between where the shark was and another section which is sectioned off. And then they put, they dropped some fish behind that piece of perspex, behind the piece of plastic. The shark saw the fish, and it went, and it went for the fish, and wham, slammed its head into the piece of perspex. And then it came around and it wham, slammed its head again. And we came around and wham, slammed its head again. It keeps slamming its head again and again and again. And sharks do not have the biggest brains. Um, they do have big teeth, but not the biggest brains. So after doing it a number of times, the shark finally got the picture and um, stopped going for the fish. Okay, so the Stops uh, the fish are off limits. Okay, so the, the shark would swim around and stay in its section of the tank and not try to go into the other section. And then what they did after a while is then they removed the piece of perspex, the plastic, and then um, what did the shark do? Nothing. The shark never tried to go over to that section of the tank again. Okay. Now. Um, there's a certain rabbi who, um, when he was in primary school, I mean, he wasn't a rabbi when he was in primary school, but when he was not a rabbi and in primary school, uh, he was a below-average student. He did not have, he didn't have a learning disability or anything, um, but he had to repeat first grade because his reading skills were so poor. He was uh, not particularly intelligent or bright or very talented. And if you were to ask his, uh, his teachers in grade one, grade two, and grade three um, about him, is they would say, a fairly poor student and uh, don't expect um, too much from him. Today, okay, he is a rabbi. Um, he is a Rosh Kolo. Okay? He is a posek for a community, a, a, a halachic decision maker who is known for his brilliant mind and his phenomenal memory. So the question is, what happened between, repeat, between when he had to repeat grade one and today? Okay, so what exactly changed? So going back to our first class, as we discussed the concept, as I mentioned now, the principle, that personal growth 
is not a question of uh, self-help or it's not a nice thing to do, is that personal growth is something that we view as in the, in the context of um, our relationship with God. Okay? Is that it's, it's, it is the way that we develop ourselves, perfect ourselves, and in so doing is that we fulfill our purpose in the world, which is to develop a connection with the source of existence. Okay? So that means personal growth is spiritual. And why that is important to understand is because it makes a very, very big difference whether something is spiritual or it's physical. And I'll tell you why. So in the early 20th century, it was conventional wisdom that it was impossible for a human being to run a mile in less than four minutes. Okay? It was, it was, they, they understood that the human body could simply not do that. I mean, you could not run a mile in under four minutes. Okay? Now, in 1954, uh, probably he's one of the most famous uh, names in, in running because of this. In 1954, a man by the name of Rad Roger Bannister, is, he was the first person ever to break the four-minute mile. He ran a mile in just under four minutes, breaking, um, breaking not only the four-minute mile, but also a world record, and he became the world record holder. So I don't remember exactly how long he held the world record for the fastest mile, but it wasn't that long. Um, it, I don't remember whether it was a matter of months. Um, it wasn't long until someone actually, someone else broke the four-minute mile and then beat and beat his records. Okay, and since then, more than 1,400 athletes have run a mile in under four minutes. The current record for the mile was set in 1999 by a guy. I can't remember his name. He was uh, South South America, I think, somewhere. Or no, he might be actually might be from. Um, one of the Arab countries, I can't remember. Um, but he ran a mile in 3 minutes, 43 seconds. Okay, 17 seconds faster than Roger Bannister. So, um, you know, so they thought that there was a certain limit. They thought that, they, they thought that there was a barrier that couldn't be broken. Uh, and then someone broke it. But running is physical. So let me ask you. You can run a mile in under 4 minutes. Can you, run a, can you run a mile in under three minutes? Is it possible to run a mile in less than three minutes? Let's, sounds very unlikely, but let's say it is. What about two minutes? Can you run a mile under two minutes? Okay, meaning no matter how fast you can run, no matter how much you train, no matter how many steroids that you take, is that I don't think you're ever going to break a two-minute mile. An athlete, even, even the top form, top physical form, is that every athlete has a limit. You can go to gym, and you can work out, and you can lift weights, and you can be the, you can be the strongest person in the world. But even the strongest person in the world cannot pick up an elephant. Okay? There is, we can, they, they can, you can improve, you can break records, you can, go, you can go faster than they thought possible, you can be stronger than they thought possible, but the, there's a limit to how fast a human being can run. Can you, can you run a mile in one minute? Can you run a mile in 30 seconds? Can you run a mile in one second? At some point, there's a limit to how fast a human being can run. There's a limit to how much you can lift because a body is physical. And a physical body has a limit to what it can do. Okay? We live in a physical world. There are laws of nature. We are bound by them. Okay? And therefore, is that your body has a limit 
the human body can only do so much. Now, people will often say things about themselves, like, I'm terrible at math. Or, you know what, I, I can't sing. I can't sing, and I, I don't have a good voice. Or, you know what, I have a really, really awful sense of direction. I cannot, you know, I couldn't find my way out of a paper bag. Okay? So, maybe it's true. Okay? It could be. There are people who just won't ever be able to sing, no matter how many singing lessons they take. But, you know, even these things, you know, even, even, even things like math are really also aspects of the physical world. So, meaning this, it's similar to, you, to your arms that can only lift so much weight or to the legs that can only run so fast. Because anything which is physical, even if it's intellectual, in the, in the physical realm intellectually, like understanding physics or math, is that it's bound. You know, the, the human brain can only do so much. But those are, those are physical things. So the great Rosh Hashiva of the Mir, of Chaim Shmulevitz, said that when it comes to spiritual matters, okay, as opposed to physical, a person can accomplish as much as they want to. Meaning, it could be that when it comes to math, maybe a person just is, is, isn't going to get math. Maybe they have a brain that's not a math brain. But on, the, on a spiritual plane, the human mind is capable of expanding without limits. Okay? That when it comes to spiritual, is that anybody has the potential to do anything. And so this rabbi who failed grade one, had to repeat grade one, and, and is now today known for his brilliant mind and incredible memory, is that, so what happened? So what happened is, is this rabbi believed in himself, is that he worked hard, he had perseverance, is that he kept trying again and again. Maybe he had to work harder than everybody else. Maybe he had to learn longer than everybody else. Maybe he had to go over it more times than everybody else. Is but, but since it was what he was going for was a spiritual goal, is that he was able to transcend what seemed to be his natural limits. So if we understand that growth as a human being, that growth in our character, that growth in our wisdom, in our, in, our, in our understanding of Torah, of God's wisdom, if we understand that um, growth in our observance of the mitzvahs, the commandments, okay, are, these are all spiritual things, so that puts it in a different category. It's not like the mile, which is going to have a limit, okay? because if it's in the category of spiritual instead of physical, then that means that we can, once it's in the spiritual, we can accomplish literally anything, which means that we have the potential to be really, really big human beings. And I don't just mean, I'm not talking about the weight that we put on during lockdown, okay? I'm talking about that we have the ability to be great, great human beings. There is no height that each and every one of us cannot reach. There is nothing that we cannot achieve. And Let's not, make a, let's not make a mistake here. I'm not talking about, yeah, let's hype ourselves up and think positive and have a, your attitude determines your, your altitude. And I'm not, I'm not saying that. I mean, those things may, may be techniques that will help. Okay? But that's not what I'm saying. 
what I'm what I'm explaining is Rav Chaim Shmulevitz was not simply giving like a nice you know pep talk. He was explaining that there is a reality, that there's a spiritual reality that we must understand. And that is that you have to know is that you have unlimited spiritual potential. That you are capable of achieving greatness. You are capable of becoming a great human being. Okay? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it's an easy thing to do. I'm not saying that you can sleep in every morning and, uh, and do it. We're talking about something which takes focus and takes hard work and it takes determination and there's going to be lots of obstacles in your path along the way. But what I am saying, and this is the principle, is that we must understand that as human beings, we have unlimited potential for greatness. We have unlimited potential for greatness. We have to know that. We have to understand that. We have to really be real with that. And I think it is, if we understand that concept, is then that empowers us. Because that gives us the permission and it gives us the responsibility to strive for great heights. Okay? And I think that, you know, especially, especially Jews is that especially Jews who, who are driven by nature, as that's, were made in a particular way, is that, is that you know, is that, how, how, many, how many people would say, how, would be comfortable saying and happy saying, you know what, I'm, per, I'm ha- perfectly happy being mediocre. I don't mind. I'll live a life which is a pretty average life, nothing special. I'll be mediocre, and then, you know, and then I'll die, and that's fine. I'm not really looking for more than that. Is that I don't think that's I don't think that's very Jewish. I don't think most Jews would be very happy to say such a thing. Is that is that we know we I think we 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 know deep down that we have the ability to be great. Okay, is that we can feel this on a certain level. We don't necessarily believe in ourselves to the extent that we should, but we do have a sort of a niggling sense that you know I'm not uh, I'm not I'm not happy being you know being being just average. You know, no one's there's no Jew who's put in the world. To be mediocre, okay? So we have to understand is there, there is no upper limit to how far you can go. That everybody is, is, who is listening to this is capable of reaching greatness, okay? The only exception, okay? The only limit to how far you can go, okay, takes us back to the shark tank, okay? It's back to the shark tank. You know, the shark, once they removed the perspex, the shark could have gone, could have gone over there, but the shark didn't. Never tried again. You know why? Because the shark, to the extent that sharks think, okay, is that the shark thought that he can't. That he can't do it. So the only limit to how far you will be able to go in your growth, the only thing limiting you is you. If you accept something as a limit, if you think that, you know what, this is, this, no, this is just too much for me, you know, that, that, that I can't do, you know, is that, 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 that I can't do, then like the shark, then that's as far as you're going to go. You're never, you're never going to go past, you're never going to go past that. You know, is that a person can set a goal and the person may achieve that goal or they may not achieve that goal. 
But one thing is, is pretty certain, is that you're never going to achieve more than your goal. Right? You know, because if, if this is what you're going for, so maybe you'll hit it. But you're not going to go for more than that. Why? Because you're not trying to go for more than that. So a person will always be as big as they want to be. They'll, they'll never be bigger than they want to be. They'll only be as big as they want to be. So if they want to be a little bit big, maybe they'll succeed, maybe they'll fail. But even if they succeed, is all they'll be is a little bit big. If you want to be really big, is then there's a chance you can become really, really big. In fact, as long as you're willing to work for it, is that you will become really, really big. So the trick is actually wanting it. The trick comes, it comes down to what is known in Hebrew as the ratzon. The ratzon is the desire. It is the ambition. It is the drive. Uh, who's got the energy for that, you know? Right? The only thing which is limiting us from achieving our potential and our, our, uh, our greatness is ourselves. You know, that when, when the, the Torah talks about how when Yaakov and Jacob had to run away um, from his brother so he wouldn't get killed, and he went and he was, looking, he was looking for his wife, and he first met Rachel. Um, it says that he was, at the, he was at the well, he was at a well, and there was a huge stone on the well. And there were, it was the middle of the day, and there were, there were shepherds with different flocks gathering there, and he said to them, why are you all here? What are you doing? You're wasting your time. Why don't you just feed the... There's still a lot of daylight left. Why don't you water the, water the sheep, water, your, water the flocks, and then you can go back out. And they said, no, you know, we, we, um, we have this big boulder on this well because, you know, they didn't trust each other. They didn't want anyone taking more than their fair, fair share of water. So they had this huge boulder there so that everybody, could, everybody would come and they would only be able to lift it off once everybody was there. So it says, then Yaakov... It says, then Rachel showed up. Yaakov saw Rachel, saw Rachel, realized who she was, and realized that this was his, his, his zivug, his besherit, his intended, that this was going to be the, the mother of his children, of the Jewish people. And it said, in that moment, he went, and he lifted up the stone by himself. Okay? That which took many, many men to lift, is he did it on his own. So how did he do that? Was, was he Superman? Like, what's, what's the Torah telling us? Is that, you know, he actually, he actually was, he looked like Clark Kent, but he was really Superman? So we've all heard these stories. You know, these stories about how, you know, old ladies li- lifting a car to save their, you know, their grandchild who's pinned underneath and the car's, getting, the car's on fire, right? And you have old ladies lifting cars. You know, wh- how does that happen? You know, how, how is it that, how, the, how is it that these, how do these stories, how could it be? How could you have people, how could anyone, an old lady lifting a car? You know why? Because if you understand that I have no choice, is that I have to do this, is that this, this needs to be done, then you know what happens? Is then you get the energy to do it. Is that suddenly, is that you can do it. Is that you can tap into reserves that you didn't know you had. And that's, that's in the physical world. In the spiritual world where you're unlimited, is that, can you imagine what you can tap into? And the, and the, the sages tell us, there's the, a number of times, different teachings in the Gemara, it says, if a person wants to purify himself, if a person wants to grow spiritually, they will help him. He will get help from God. So it says, the, the way that a person wants to go, they'll lead you down the path. God will lead you. If that's what you want, God will lead you there. If you want to grow, God, God will help you. Okay? 
but everything, he'll help you. He's not going to do it for you. God will never do it for you. But if you really, if you want to do it, and you really want to do it, you really, 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 and you mean it, then it'll help. Every, and then you can, if God's helping you, what can't you do? Right? If God, the God has no limits. So if God is willing to give you, He's willing to give you access to, to, to abilities and to, and, and, and to help, which is beyond your natural, what you could naturally do, then of course you can do anything. But everything depends upon the person. Do they have the desire? Okay? Do they want to grow? Do they want, do they really want it? Are they, are, are you really gonna commit to it? Are you gonna, are you gonna commit to the growth process? I, yeah, I want, I really have the rats and have the desire. I want to do it. Then you will get the strength and you will get the help. God will help. Okay? So understanding that we have unlimited potential for greatness. And there is a practical application to this. And this is where it connects to the time of year that we're in now. Is that you have to have an aspiration. You have to have ambition for greatness. Okay? You have to, you have to want it. Which means, wanting it means that you need to develop some sort of a vision. Okay? You need to have a vision. You need to have a goal. A vision of who I could be. And the problem is, is that we generally give up before we even get started. We're like, ugh, you know, who are you kidding? I mean, nah, I'm, I'm never going to be that. You know? Uh, so a person has to say, have a vision of if they would actually work on themselves, that they would actually perfect themselves, is what kind of a human being could they be? What kind of a mother? What kind of a father? What type of a husband? What type of a wife? What type of a son? What type of a daughter? What type of a person could you be? Because is that, is that, I've got this temper issues. Could, could you be a patient? Do you aspire to be a patient person? Do you have a vision of yourself? Okay. What, or if you're anxious all the time, maybe you have to have a vision of yourself as being calm and being centered. Yeah, you have a tendency to get a little depressed, you have a vision of yourself as being a positive person and a happy person. You're always procrastinating, leaving everything to the last minute. You have a vision of yourself as being organized and doing things on time. A vision of being kind, a vision of being disciplined. You have to have a vision. And this is exactly what Rosh Hashanah is about. And this is, this is the key to accessing the tremendous power which is available on Rosh Hashanah. Is that there was a, the the one of the great European yeshivas is known as Slobodka. It's still it's still the name is still around today. There's a Slobodka yeshiva today in Israel, but the original Slobodka was, funnily enough, in a place called Slobodka. And the very last um, Rosh Yeshiva of Slobodka back in Europe was a man by the name of Avram Gudzinski, and he was uh, murdered by the Nazis. Um, and he um, has a has a book called Torahs Avraham, and he says that the um, opportunity of this time of year where Hashem is so close. I mean, already, Elul, Elul, the power of Hashem is so close, right? But, but, when it, but when you hit Rosh Hashanah and the 10 days of Tshuva between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is that the closest to Hashem means that there is so much opportunity. That there is so... This is the, the amount of divine assistance that Hashem is prepared to give out to us on Rosh Hashanah is so completely massive that it can totally transform an individual into something else. To a completely, it can bring a person to a completely different level. So how do I access this? When he's saying there's, there's, there's such a power, we're heading towards Rosh Hashanah and, 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 about, and just over a week, 
Okay, Rosh Hashanah is coming, and there's this incredible power that, can, can, that, you, that you can tap into, which will give you the ability in the coming year to completely transform yourself. How do you tap into that? Is that you have to want it. You have to want to grow. You have to be committed to growing. And being committed, there's no way your commitment, you know, the, 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 the um, commitment has to be manifest by putting in a little bit of time to think about what is my vision? What is my vision for myself as a human being? You know, judgment, the day of judgment sounds very, very scary. Okay? Judgment, no one, wants to be, no one likes to be judged. And especially when you have God judging us, it's not a very comfortable thing to think about. But if we understand that what is judgment really? What, is, what does it mean? It means that God is going to look at each one of us and He's going to determine what degree of opportunity will be available for every individual to grow in the coming year. So pre, we have to appreciate what's at stake. Is that Rosh Hashanah in particular, and the Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, is that everything is wide open. Is that everything, nothing is set. Everything is wide open. Anything is possible. And we have an incredible opportunity available to us. And it's a terrible mistake to, to do what we always do, which is to listen to that voice in the back of our head saying, Ah, who are you kidding? What are you joking? Look at you. You can't even get out of bed. What, you think you're going to learn the entire Torah? You can't even get out of bed. Ah, look at you. You know, you, you're, you're going to be a kind person? You know that you're selfish. Dumb. Who, are you, who are you kidding? Right? Is it, so, we, we, so we don't even try because we, we give up before we even get started. It says that voice is the, that's the voice of the Yetzirah. Okay, that voice is the Yetzirah. And that the, the Yetzirah, what is the Yetzirah's job? Is to get us to not take advantage of the opportunity. Is to let the opportunities pass us by. Okay? But appreciate is that what is going on now, what is at stake, is that everything is wide open. We have the opportunity now coming up to obtain for ourselves every single bit of greatness that we aspire to. But we have to aspire. We have to have a vision. Okay? So this, this principle, the fifth principle is understanding that you, yes you, have unlimited potential for spiritual greatness. Again, it's not a pep talk. It's a reality. Is that if the person wants it, is they can tap into this incredible power that God is offering them. Offering them the ability to achieve things which are far beyond what you could achieve if you were by yourself. Because of course by yourself you can't do it. But if God is going to, if God's going to help you, He's going to, He's going to, and, and He's, and He's going to, He wants to give it to you. And He's offering it. And in Rosh Hashanah, everything is open. And so there's no, there are no limits, right? The perspex is pulled away. Everything is open. You have to want it. And wanting it means is that you have to actually have a vision. Is that this is the human being that I can be. This is the human, human being that I aspire to be. Which means don't think small. Is that don't limit yourself. Is don't choose small goals. Is that choose goals that are huge. Is that the sky's the limit. Think big. Dream. What could I be? Who could I be? What could I achieve? And, and, when, that, and when that voice starts going, nah, 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 so just punch him in the nose. You have to no. what could I be? You have to aspire. That's what Rosh Hashanah is about. It's about aspiring to greatness, having a vision, having a goal, having, having some sense of what we, we can become. So we have to understand is that we truly and really do, particularly as, as, as a Jew, you have unlimited potential for spiritual greatness. There is no wisdom spiritual wisdom that you cannot understand. There is no height of character development and refinement that you cannot reach. There is no level of, uh, of 
the ability to be disciplined and to work. And to, there's nothing that you can't do. You just have to want it and be willing to work for it. Okay? You just have to be willing to understand why I should want this, why it matters, why there's nothing more important in the world worth going for. So Hashem should help us to be able to understand this principle, to be real with it, to, to, to stop selling ourselves short, to recognize that we have the potential for greatness, and to stop being lazy, dust ourselves off, get up, create a vision for ourselves, and commit ourselves in the coming year to try and reach our potential and achieve every single bit of greatness that we're capable of achieving.